Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. What did we do before Google? We didn't. I'll tell you exactly what we did before Google. What did we do? Um, I would get in my car mm-hmm. and I would go to the Willow Grove Public Library. Did, did they use the Dewey Decimal System? Yes, I would go to the reference section. Reference and I would, section. I would that's go it. Go to these things called encyclopedias. Yeah. That were usually twenty years outdated. Right. And I would open them up and I would read and I'd learn mm-hmm. and then I'd go apply what I learned. Right. Isn't that crazy? Now, just look at what we have in front of us. You know, at break, we were talking about uh, talking about physical pain and healing. Just the the amount of information you can get, you could become your own. Uh, you could be you could become your own doctor, pretty much. With, but that is so. I know. Dangerous. Da- so dangerous. So dangerous. Well, I mean, frankly, if if you Google any sort of medical thing, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, within you know three bullet points. Um, you know, it's usually cancerous, mm-hmm. usually dying, and mm-hmm. there's no and there's no hope for you. Right. Two more two more things that popped into my head. Number one is I I googled when I first came into to AA. I was skeptical, and I was looking for a reason. This is early days, like my first fourteen days sober, mm-hmm. and I googled AA. You know, it's kind of like googling the restaurant on your corner, right? You're going to get the disgruntled uh, people, right? And and I I read all oh, this it does this that and, and and I'm like why did I pollute my head with somebody's negative response without giving it a try myself how I overcame that really as we're talking I'm thinking how do I overcome that because it really it, it was like turning me off reading this negative stuff and here I am now three years plus into a program that saved my life. Yeah, it's like the sushi place in, in my little town that I live in right outside of Chicago. I love it. And, um, I mean, I, I went there probably once a week or so, and and I really loved it. And I love sushi, and I know good sushi, and it's, hey, it's not, you know, perfect sushi, but it's really good, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people get on the, the hometown Facebook pages, and mm-hmm. they start bashing it, yeah. right? One guy had a bad meal. Who knows, you know, and he just bashed it. And then everybody else, you know, and then six months later, guys out of business. Yeah, right. You know, I'm like, you know, know, here's here's how it applies to us. Um, We might not be everybody's cup of tea or a cup of coffee for for a better pun, better cup of coffee. You know, if we're not, go try another podcast that talks about sobriety and a better way of living. There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of really good ones. And, you know, find the tool that's going to help you get to the next level, because I'm here to tell you, I'm living a life right now that I could never have imagined was possible for me. I mean, some people say I'm living the life that I always thought I would get. I'm well past that. I'm well past that. And so if we're not your cup of coffee and if you want to write a bad review, my 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 uh we haven't gotten any bad reviews yet, but I welcome them because somebody once said any press is good press. Well, Mikey, I just don't show you the bad ones. Oh, thank you. Well, did my mom write again? Did your she mom, write to the show again? Yeah, your mom jumped in again. Oh, mom. But, you know, that's one of the things we were talking earlier. One of the things that, that I love and, and why I'm willing to do this is it's not scripted. 
We make all kinds of mistakes. We have disclosures for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, all we're doing is two guys, and, and we have people jump in with us that are, um, you know, sharing the story strength of experience, strength, and hope. You right. Know? right. And we've had some great, we've had some professionals on as well that mm-hmm. uh, that are worth a listen because they really they really get it. You know, we just get our little portion here. But today, the other day we were talking about uh, therapists and their role. And and we started talking about self acceptance, and we said, "Hey, we really got to unpack that one." And and is it when we're talking about acceptance, Glenn? Are we talking because I think there's two th- there's two topics: self acceptance, and then accept situational acceptance, right? Or other people acceptance. And you know, I look at it both. Well, which one do you want to tackle today, or do you want to tackle both of them? Well, I mean, I I guess in my mind acceptance can be used for either one you know not not really interchangeable you know when and again folks we're not really scripted but we have you know kind of a a one word topic and today's word was acceptance right right? Right. um so when when i heard of acceptance i think of the big book page uh 417 Mm -hmm. right um that there's a story written by dr paul and, um, he, you know, he talks about acceptance. So that's kind of the one I was thinking about. But okay. we, we, we can talk about anything you want. No, let's let's roll with it. And and just my I love to pop this back out there for those that are kind of new. Uh, there is a book published and we have a link in our resource room. It's called Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, that's the name of the book. And uh, we refer to it as the big book. It's blue. Yeah. And uh, it's a couple 500 pages. But but uh, the first 164 is a bit of a text. And then the back of the book are chapters, short chapters, two, three pagers that uh, just relay somebody's story. And But there's so much, so many nuggets of, of great information out there in those stories that, A, you can relate to, and, B, you can apply to your life. So, so what's this that you are referring to? What page? Well, let, let me just footnote that. Yeah. The blue book yeah. of Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. is the only book in this world that I have read cover to cover mm-hmm. word for word mm-hmm. the preface the you know all the page numbers right. I, mean, I read every word of that book multiple times mm-hmm. only book in this world and and you know and i just have one question for you are you sober it is seven sixteen in the morning mm-hmm. and i have not had a drink today and how much of that do you think it has to do with the fact that you've read this book several times cover to cover I would say reading it, mm-hmm. probably zero. Mm-hmm. Living it, 100%. Oh, man, that was like, uh, I put the ball Boom. on the tee and you just <laughs> knocked it. Boom. 350 yards down the center of the fairway. All, All right, right so, what page? So page 417 of the big book, it talks about acceptance. Okay, we'll let, every, we'll let everybody story. turn to that page. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> turn to the page in your hymnal. That's right, in your <laughs> hymnal. And that's awesome. All right, so are, are you okay with yeah, me please. reading it? All yeah. right, so it's called a set. Acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. So acceptance Mm -hmm. is the answer to all my problems today. Mm -hmm. When I am disturbed, Mm -hmm. it is because I find some person, place, or thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity or no peace until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. 
I need to concentrate on what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty powerful stuff. A lot and to chew on right there. Lots to chew on. So, so yeah, this is where I struggle with acceptance. <clears throat> I use the word expectations kind of interchangeably sometimes. So when I'm looking at a situation, or as they say it in here, I think they say person, place, thing, or situation, I look at I look at it, I have an immediate expectation of what I think that should that situation should be. Okay, we're at a party, we're at a baseball game, this should be fun. We're awake, this should be sad. You know, there are situations that I walk into, I have a preconceived notion of how they should be rolling out. What happens is, is that, Often those were pretty broad-based and pretty obvious ones. But if I walk into a situation, let's say at work or socially, where I think somebody should be responding in a certain way, they don't respond in that way, I'm all bent out of shape mentally and probably physically. My face probably scours a little bit. You know, my my shoulders probably go back up a little bit. Um, I I have to... Yeah, we're going to talk about what you have to do. I have to pause and say, well, hold, something's, something's gone re- off wire here. Yeah, and I, I can tell. I mean, there's situations. Um, it's easy to accept things when they're kind of on the dartboard of going my way. Mm-hmm. You know, minor inconveniences or whatever. But probably my, my first real test of major acceptance was when, you know, I've told my, my story when I, you know, surrender on that Friday afternoon and my daughters wrote me off and, you know, I was working with my counselor and, you know, my four-month program. And 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 he said to me, he said, and I, and he's the one I surrendered to, right? So mm-hmm. I, I couldn't pull any bullshit on him. And um, and he said, he, he called me, we were working on a session. He said, you know, he says, I think it's good that you and I start working on the fact that you're probably never going to see your daughters again. Now, it, it was easy early on when you sit there and say, okay, Glenn, first night here, we're going to do movie night. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to accept, okay? Hey, mm-hmm. okay, let's do movie night. Next day, hey, Glenn, let's go on a walk. Well, okay, now you're pushing it, but I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll accept it. Let, let's go for a walk, mm-hmm. right? But to sit there and be hit with that, something that I, I did love, and I let alcohol get my way of my love for my two daughters, that took real acceptance. And and I first pushed back on him. I'm like, dude, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny I use actually used the word acceptable. Um, I said, that's not acceptable. And, and 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 he said, wait a minute. He said, I thought you surrendered. Mm-hmm. He said, I remember you said that you would do anything you had to do just to take you know, so you wouldn't take another drink. I said, Yeah, but what does this have to do with that? He goes, Everything. He goes, and and, and so finally I saw his point. I said, Okay, I accepted it. I said, okay, let's start working on it, mm-hmm. right? And, and in my mind, I really genuinely started to accept that, right? Tell me about the letters. Well, he, he was an asshole. So he's, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean I have to be happy about accepting it, right? So like a week later, again, I was in there for four months, so we had plenty of time. And I said, hey, how about this, uh, my my daughter thing, how are we doing on that? You know, he said, well, he said, we're, we're doing some work on it. It's going to take some time. We're going to do some work. And, and I said, well, I just feel like I need to do something. He goes, all right, I'll tell you what. 
Here's your, here's your homework assignment for the next week. Sit down and write each one of your daughters a letter. Hmm. Put it in an envelope, address it to them, put it in an envelope, and bring them back to the next session. And I said, okay. So I did. I brought him back to the next session. He says, okay, you did your homework. I was very compliant. I did my homework. Mm-hmm. He takes the letters and he sets them on his shelf. I'm like, well, are you going to mail them? He goes, not yet. I sat there for the next three months. Those letters sat on that shelf. And every time I came in there, I accepted. I said, hey, we, we going to mail the letters? Mm-hmm. No, not yet. And, I don't, and, and I'm not sure what happened to them, but I know for a fact they were never mailed. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for sharing that story. And, and to me, I see the beauty in what he was doing at this point. Easy for me to see it from the outside looking in, but he was managing your expectations mm-hmm. so that you would accept the situation as what it was and not what you wanted it to be. And... You know, the whole reason I love talking about the topic of acceptance, and I love the serenity prayer, um, and because the serenity prayer talks about acceptance. And and what you just read to me from the big book, um, the author of that said, I can find no serenity until I accept these people, places, or situations, right? And for me, when people ask me, well, how is your life different than what it was before? What have you really gained, Mike? You know, yeah, I gained employment. I gained a bank account. I gained a nicer car. I mean, I gained time back with my family. To summarize it all, serenity serenity is one of the words that I'll use to describe my life today. Now, does that mean that there is not occasional chaos in my life? <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Does that mean that there's not chaos invited into my life on a daily basis? Absolutely. You know, I mean, things happen Um, very similar to your story. There is a lot of there's a lot of surrender that happens with acceptability. Uh, You know, I have to give up. I have to give up things in order to gain them, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I love how it's tied into the serenity prayer, you know, because, you know, I think, um, you know, acceptance doesn't mean, Hey, I'm just a mushroom sitting here and I'll take everything that's thrown my way, mm-hmm. you know, and you can push me around and, you know, I'll just be a leaf in the wind and I'll just accept everything as it comes. And, mm-hmm. and no, I don't think that's what it means. No. Cause I, I think if you tie it into the serenity prayer, right. Right. God, get, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Right. The courage, the things I the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So I don't like changing words in this program. I really don't. But I mean, that's one situation where accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can. Mm -hmm. I would add the words in my own brain Mm -hmm. or should. Or should. Because there are things that I have the superpower to manipulate and bully people and get what I want. Mm Mm-hmm. But should I? Mm-hmm. Right. So I can do it. Mm-hmm. But should I? But should I? Nice. And and I think that's where the word acceptance comes in. Is there are situations where I shouldn't try to change things, mm-hmm. right? And and I'm I'm pretty good today. You know, I have a fairway from which I live today. You know, early on in sobriety, I had to learn where the fairway edges were, right? I had to learn where the rough is, where the out-of-bounds were, and sometimes I stepped in the rough. And, and that's why I, the value of my sponsor really helped me stay in that fairway. Um, because there, there were some things that I shouldn't change, mm-hmm. 
I could. Mm-hmm. I could manipulate. I, I could be a real, you know, asshole, which I was really good at to get my way. But should I? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so acceptance, um, you know, you know, I love how these, I mean, it, you know, it's kind of an abstract thing, right? Well, accept it. But, you know, I've kind of broke it down. You know, there's, you know, and I, I didn't do this. I kind of read it. But, you know, there's, there's different stages of dealing with acceptance, mm-hmm. right? One is resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the initial feeling, the pushing back, the denial. This is bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and that ties into ex- expectations, too. Things, you immediately assess things aren't going the way you think they should. That's right. And it's like, bullshit. Right. right? That, and, then, that's then, my then, and then you react. Right. And it usually makes the situation worse. Go ahead. And then the second one is resignation, hmm. where I sit there and say, you, you resign yourself to sit there and say, okay, this situation's happening. I get it. I'm not happy. No. Right. And, and that's not healthy. No, that's not healthy. Right. The, the third is acceptance. So, okay, same reality. I realize the situation. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, it just is what it is. Right. Right. I, I don't have the pain. I don't have the, the bitterness. Right. Uh, just, hey, it is what it is. Right. And then there's the last stage, which I think is really the joy and happiness, all those fun words. Right. The the peace. And that's the embracing. Right. We sit there and say, OK, um, I acknowledge that I'm in a pile of shit. I, I, I don't want to be here, but hey, I, I'm okay with it. But you know what? How can I make the most of being in this situation right now mm-hmm. with this new set of facts in this new situation that I wasn't planning for? How can I make the best of it? Right, right. right? I love that. Um, and and so I'd, I'd like to use an example. I'd like to use a family example because, you know, kind of not related to alcohol, but really shows me, I'm not bragging here, but shows me that I'm really growing, mm-hmm. right? And, and then I'm a different person. And we were recently traveling to Florida for a family event. And, you know, we, we had to be out of our place at 10 o'clock in the morning. And our flight wasn't until 5, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, this gap of time. And my wife, God love her, she's all bent. What are we going to do? They're not going to extend our time from 10 o'clock to noon. What are we going to do? Right. She's all frustrated. I should have known this. I should have done this. I should have, you know, and, and she was really getting really cranked up about it. And, and she looks at me and she goes, why is this not bothering you? And it seemed like to me, like I had gone through all those stages, you know, resistance. Yeah. I'm like first initially for two seconds. I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. We got to wait seven hours. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, okay, it is what it is. I'm not happy about it, but I skip right through that. And I went right through acceptance, okay, whatever, right? And then I found a way to embrace it. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, hey, babe, I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we leave here? I said, we got family together. I said, why don't we go to Disney Springs? Mm-hmm. Why don't we do a little shopping at Disney Springs? We'll get a good meal. We'll have fun. And, and she looked at me like I was suggesting a, a flight to Mars. Mm-hmm. Like, how in the world can you spin this crisis situation that I'm viewing to a family fun time at Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. Long story short, went to Disney Springs, had a wonderful, memorable time. We sat there, we listened to a band. My, my stepkids were in a band. And, you know, I mean, it was just really cool embracing it. Yeah. And I'm just sitting back there thinking, you know, I'm glad I'm not the old Glenn. Mm-hmm. That would have been all pissed off. I would have been screaming at the, you know, 
VRBO place, mm-hmm. you know, about getting a, a late checkout. I would have been trying to force my way on to an earlier flight, spending all kinds of money, you know, and, and instead I just accepted it right. and I found a way to embrace it, you know, and we landed up coming out of it. And, and, and I know that she looked at it and kind of like, wow, this is, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, there are, there are two kinds of people. I, I love my brother to death. Uh, and my brother would be the first one to say, uh, don't give me that life on life's terms. things. Right. Don't give me that. Let, let it go. Right. But you read something to me. And I'm going to tell you why I'm so different, because what you read to me, it said nothing happens in God's world by mistake. That is a mantra I live by. I mean, I, the fact that I've got to be out of a, a, a Airbnb at 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, that's not a mistake. So so in my this is my we approach. We knew that's not enough for it. Right. Right. It's not like some surprise. That's right. So but but my my. People, people will take a look at life and, and figure they can manipulate every situation. I, I've, I found that there are most situations that I can change. I can change the me part of it, but I can't change the situational part of it. And so, yes, I believe that nothing happens in God's world by mistake. I totally buy into that. Right. That is that is one of my life mantras. It's this is God's purpose. I'm at this point, this intersection for for a reason, for a purpose. If I don't like what's going on in that, if I'm having a hard time accepting Glenn, I walk away from the situation. I walk away it when I can. That doesn't make you weak. No, it doesn't. It actually makes you strong. It makes me healthy. Yeah, it makes you healthy. You know? I love I don't that. need to be there. I just don't need to be there. So what, what I have found dealing with acceptance and living in a world of acceptance is it reduces my head trash, and we've defined yes. that. But that's conversations in my head that goes back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. That's a conversation that says, Glenn, you can control this. Right. You can get on the phone. You can scream. You know, you can threaten. You know, you can be a jerk. You know, and, but, you know, it, it controls that head trash. Also, what I have found and, and what I know to be factual for me is – you know, what I resist kind of persists, hmm. you know, so when, when I push back against something and, and it doesn't sit right, it kind of lingers longer than it should, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then what, what I really get out of it is it helps me focus on the good times, the embracing part of it right. and say, okay, I'm in a pile of crap here. It's not how I want. Mm-hmm. How can I make the most of it? How can right. I, you know, and... um you know, there's all kinds of things. You know, if you're stuck at the airport, you can, you know, read a book that you weren't planning on reading, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when flights are delayed, you get all frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. It's not how it should have been. It mm-hmm. doesn't meet my expectations. Now I'm all bent. Mm-hmm. How can I turn this situation? How can I accept it and say, hey, can't do anything about it? Right. How can I make this into a real positive thing? I love that. I love that. And that's what I hope people walk away from this session with is it's got to first come through your brain. You have to... Before you can do something physical about it, you have to do something mental about it. You have you have to process it in your head. And I love what you just said. And that was look at the situation and say, how can I how how can I squeeze a, a glass of lemonade out of these lemons? How can I do it? What, where, what's the upside here for me? How can I spin this around? I mean, it's not yeah. hard to do. It's in virtually every situation. And again, sometimes the answer is there's no lemons lemonade to be had. Go, go find a lemonade stand. Cause this is the right place for you. Yeah. I mean, there's, it, it's such a different way of living it that, is. that delivers such a better result for the, you know, for the head and for the heart. 
Yeah, right. it's, it's just great. So good stuff. I hope that helps. Four seventeen yeah. acceptance, and then you know, let's revisit your original thought about self acceptance. Yeah, self acceptance. Because I think that's really good too. All right, man. Sounds great. Great coffee. Love you, brother. I right, talk the to coffee. You. Thanks, Bye-bye. man. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.